Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. And that was the moment I realized when the world felt dark and scary, love could whisk you off to go dancing. Laughter could take some of the pain away. Beauty could punch holes in your fear. I decided then that my life would be full of all three. Emily Henry, Beat Tree. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm joined by not one, but two co-hosts, Courtney Kinsey and Juliana Helms. Thanks to The Bookshelf, Courtney, Juliana, and I are all in book club together, and you've heard their voices on From the Front Porch before. Courtney came on a few episodes ago to chat all about the royal family and royals-inspired literature. And Juliana, who you might recognize as Juliana Reads on Instagram, came on to cast Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. We had so much fun, and we have so much fun casting in person, we thought we'd tackle casting one of this summer's It books, Beach Read, by Emily Henry. Hi, friends! Hi. Hello. <laughs> this is going to be such an experiment because we cannot see each <laughs> other's <is>. faces. <laughs> um, and there's three of us this time. Yes, um, absolutely. We're used to doing this in person, sitting 10 feet apart at the amphitheater. <laughs> That's right. We're used to being able to cast <laughs> and then see one another's facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Juliana, you finished Beach Read most recently. So why don't you give listeners and us a kind of recap of the plot of the book? Absolutely. So this book is set in current day in Lake Michigan. So the main characters are January Andrews and Augustus, known as Gus Everett. So January has sequestered herself away at a beachside house on Lake Michigan to write her next novel. She's working through some family-related turmoil and is struggling to write yet another happy ending. Gus Everett, a serious and brooding college rival of January's and fellow author, though of more serious books, just happens to live next door. Witty banter and sarcasm ensue when both agree to write their next books in the style of the other. Gus will write a romance, happily ever after book, and January will write serious literary fiction. Oh, so beautiful. Well done. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I've said it before. You should read audiobooks. <laughs> Hey, listen, casting, audiobooks, call me up. <laughs> um, did you guys like this one? I did. I It wasn't like my favorite of this genre because I've been reading a lot of rom-coms lately, but I gave it like a three star. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I thought that it wasn't the best rom-com I've ever read, but it was a nice break from the heavier stuff that I've been reading. I did feel like it was probably about 50 to 75 pages too long. Yeah. I think that a lot of books these days need some more brutal editors. I feel that way too. And I, okay, I think I would give it four. I really recall liking it. Now, I read it a while ago and discovered I never reviewed it on Instagram. I don't know what that says about mm. me. Like, I think I read it so quickly, but I really liked it. But I'm with you, Juliana. It's like a in visual form, I need my rom-coms to be about 90 minutes, no more. Mm-hmm. And books I feel very similarly about. I don't know that I need them yeah. to be tomes. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay, so here's how this works. Juliana on her Instagram casts the film adaptations of these books that we love. Um, you should follow her on Instagram to kind of see some of her castings. She gets her followers to vote. And so we did this with 
the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires a few weeks ago, months ago. What is time? Who knows? Who even knows? <laughs> but now we're doing Beach Read. So how this is going to work is which four people are we casting? Is it four or five? Yes. So it's going to be January and Gus. And then January's friend, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, Shoddy? Shoddy? Shaddy? Yeah, Chatty? let's go with that. Shoddy. I'm going to okay. go with Shoddy. Shoddy. Okay. And then Pete, who is um, the town um, coffee and bookshop owner. So four people. Okay. Also, just as an aside, one pet peeve of mine from this book was January and Augustus. And we never discussed that their names are January and August, essentially. I just felt like that should have been addressed. <laughs> yeah, I just was like, I can we I just acknowledge that. it? <laughs> can we just acknowledge these calendar names? I just wanted one sentence so that we knew we were all in on the joke. Yeah, but it it that's interesting. I don't know that I noticed that mostly because I wasn't we, in, in on it. We know, yeah, we know him as Gus throughout well, a lot of. I it. just thought January but, and August. What are we doing? What are we doing? And it's also interesting too because January is such like a bubbly happy flowery character in January is like the bleakest month ever it is so that does not really track with her character to me yeah okay well speaking of her let's cast her I will start with my first okay. choice well oh, do you want me to read the yes, character read description, the description first, first. Okay. yeah okay kind of went over that a little bit in the synopsis but we'll give you a little more details in case you have not read the book so January Andrews is a 29 year old author of romance Slash happily ever after fiction. She loves a good meet cute, has always believed that true love is possible, but recent events have made her question all of it. She is a bit of an emotional mess and insecure about her talent. So the physical descriptors were given in the book is that she, again, is 29. She has dark hair, is petite, and likes to wear old band t-shirts. Okay. I have two really good choices here, but I'm going to stick to the rules. My first choice <laughs> is Mae Whitman. She is 32. Oh, she is from the Duff. I think she actually looks younger than 32, which is why I felt okay casting her. Yeah. She currently is on Good Girls. A lot of people will recognize her from Parenthood. I am rooting for her career. I, and I need her to be in something that's commercially successful. Um, I mean, I think Parenthood fit that bill. But I feel like the movies she's in are kind of more indie films. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I really loved her and found her to be utterly believable as a romantic lead in the Duff. And I can kind of picture her with like a messy bun on her head, like trying to write this book. Yeah. And I think in a lot of things, she's typically kind of this more, yeah, indie emo girl. And I like yeah. maybe that she could be this bubbly, enthusiastic person instead, but also mm -hmm. she could easily channel the kind of frustration and rage and sadness that January is experiencing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I loved her in Parenthood. And to me... She was the best in parenthood in moments where she was kind of falling apart. Yeah. And mm -hmm. she kind of conveys that grief and frustration so well. Like, she's a really good crier. Yeah. Some actresses are just ugly criers, <laughs> but she's not. Like, you you feel for her and you're like, oh, man, she still looks so pretty yeah. even though she's sobbing yeah. right now, yeah. which I think is necessary if you're going to cry in a rom-com. Yes. And, and also in this book, you know, to me, the best parts of it were kind of when you see the character's both break down a little mm -hmm. bit in what's going on in their lives instead of things just being flowery and bubbly. So I think she could pull that off really well. Yeah. I really like her. I'm, I don't know. Well, I do know. I have loved her since like a cheesy TV show that she was on years ago. I think I mentioned it on a podcast episode recently. I think it was called state of grace. 
Yeah. It was so cute. And I have been rooting for her. And, you know, she was she was like the kid in everything. She was in Friends. She was on Independence Day. Like, I feel like I've been rooting for her for so long. But I, I want her to star in another rom-com before, sadly, Hollywood decides she's too old to be in rom-coms. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? All right. Courtney, who'd you pick? Okay. So my first pick for January, kind of on a similar tone, is Molly Gordon. From Booksmart and Good Boys. Oh, Booksmart, mm. yes. So mm-hmm. I know she's a little younger than what we're going for. She's 24 years old. Um, but I think she's very mature and she could pull off a little bit older. And what I like about her is she has a lot of like snark in her leading lady potential. And I feel like I described it as hurt energy. I feel like she can pull <laughs> off being slightly like being upset, like you said, and kind of like, even though she has this job, which stereotypically should make her very like optimistic and bubbly, like she's been through some major life things. And that turns into her kind of like running away from everything to go to this lake house. And so I feel like that kind of is her personality type, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, And I also want to see her in more things and everything I've seen her in, she's been a high school student. So I feel like this would be a good opportunity for her to step into like a more adult role while still being like in her 20s and you know being like a single leading lady I guess I feel that yeah that's great that's great what character was she in Booksmart I'm not remembering her for she's some like the kind of the mean girl um who also has a reputation um okay. for kind of getting around yeah if mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying <laughs> um <laughs> way to keep it <laughs> so, yeah you're welcome <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I, rem- I remember who she is now. I couldn't quite tell in that picture. So note for the audience, the way that we go about doing this to give you guys an authentic reaction <laughs> is that we don't know each other's picks until we do this, but we do have Google Docs spreadsheets all individually where I have requested certain information from people. And one of those is a picture of the actor or actress so that if we don't know who that is right off the bat, we're not just sitting here kind of confused about who they're talking about so yeah um, and madly googling in the background yes yeah so I think that that's helpful um and in that picture she looks exactly like I would imagine that character to be yeah she does Um, yeah Yeah, I thought so too all right so I will go next um so I also had had a couple one of them to me is a very obvious choice and I don't always like making the obvious choice but I, she's just exactly who I pictured while I was reading it. So, um, Zoe Dutch, Mm, I've used her in a rom-com before and she doesn't have the brown hair, but also the mom in this book is described as having red hair. Mm. So I feel like we can maybe play around with that a little bit of her maybe having brownish reddish Mm -hmm. hair. Um, but I loved her character in set it up. She's also kind of that eternal optimist, like when she's writing the article about the geriatric Olympics and just how emotionally connected she gets to that positive story. Um, I could see her being an actual writer of those kinds of stories. So I think she would probably nail it in this. We also know she can be snarky um, and is a good match for any witty banter in a movie. So um, she was my pick. She, again, was in Set It Up. She was in the most recent Zombieland movie, and she was in The Politician as well. Very different role in that, but um, that kind of showed a range to me a bit. I love her. Mm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Is she the next Anna Kendrick? Oh, I hope she's better than Anna Kendrick. Oh, don't say that. 
I do not like Anna Kendrick. I thought for sure one of you was going to pick her for no, this. I, it's because I no. don't like her. And I, I thought okay, I thought it was the podcast, like, you know, because you listen to the podcast so often, or I do, that maybe their mm-hmm. opinions sway my own. But also I read her mm-hmm. book and I did not like it. So ever since then, oh. I've been a no-go on Anna Kendrick. Still like her yeah. Pitch Perfect, but that's truly about it. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. Maybe Zoe just doesn't need to write a book herself in real life. Yeah. And then I'll keep yeah. her out of that, out of that mm-hmm. territory. Do yeah. we, do we want to quickly mention our alternate? Yeah, just briefly. Maybe. That? Okay. Oh, um, yeah. So I'll go ahead and say my alternate was Jane Levy, oh. who is in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I think that she hmm. kind of has that optimistic view as well. I have something about redheads. Apparently she's a redhead as well, mm. but yeah. she's my alternate. Who was yours? Courtney, who was yours? Uh, my alternate was Katie Stevens from The Bold Type. I thought of her. Mm. She was my. She was on my list for a minute. <laughs> I think she'd be perfect. Yeah, she's yeah. cute. She's cute. Um, my alternate is Kristen Mil- Miliotti. Um, she <gasps> is in Palm yes. Springs, and which is a new rom com that Jordan and I watched yeah. last night and love. Mm-hmm. But she also, uh, in my description, I put. The reason is that she's petite, she's comedic, and this could redeem the How I Met Your Mother stench. She played <laughs> the mother in How I Met Your Mother, and I just feel like if you're like me, the ending to that show was just, I don't know, a dumpster fire. And so I want to redeem her from that. And she was in my favorite, one yes. of my favorite episodes of Modern Lovers on yes. Time. Yeah, that's what I recognized her from. I love her facial expressions too. She just looks snarky. Yeah, yeah and oh, I yeah. Think she would play that part so well. And I loved her banter with um, Andy Samberg in the in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she's my backup. Perfect. Okay, so since we're doing it snake draft style, I will go next to do Gus. Um, and I'm going to read the description first. So um, as we mentioned, he is an author of literary fiction. He is um, incredibly good looking as he's described. He's got these kind of dark inky eyes that see into your soul. Um, he's always very serious and brooding and a bit cynical and jaded, which the best rom-com leads usually are. Um, we do learn eventually it's because of some things in his past and that he is actually a romantic deep down. So his physical descriptors are that he is 32. He has olive skin and sharp cheekbones, a crooked smile, husky voice, and he constantly leans on things which I've got an opinion on that too in a minute. Um, And again, the eyes like ink are mentioned over and over and over again. (laughs) Drove me crazy a little bit. That's the only thing about these kind of books that sometimes as authors just stick on a phrase and man, do they wear it out. Um, Okay. So my first pick for him is um, David Corinsweat. I think is how you say his last name. Oh, he's so good. Oh my God. He's got that. Too handsome. Yeah. So he is in The Politician. Have y'all watched that? I love that show. I really did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very intense. Which he's a high schooler in that show. But to be honest, I have never met anybody (laughs) who was in high school that looked like that. So (laughs) we're just going to go with he should not be in high school. Um, He's also in the new new show Hollywood on Netflix. Have y'all seen that? that It just came out. I, I know what it is. I haven't watched it. Okay. Um, which he looks really good in, in like a period outfit from, you know, the 
golden age of Hollywood, he pulls it off. Um, and he was also in Affairs of State. So he's got this nice dark hair that we can maybe throw a little bit of gray in there because it's mentioned that Gus, you know, has kind of a little salt and pepper going on in his hair. He's got that perfect hair. He could just kind of flop back off his forehead. Um, he's also got kind of that, that goofy sideways smile that we're looking for in the character. So he is my first pick. Well, that's a good pick. I like that. Thanks. Okay. Um, my first pick is, speaking of Palm Springs, the movie, Tyler Hoechlin. Mm. He's, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm Chris Harrison. I was about to say Tyler Hoechlin. <laughs> he's 32. He's an actor. And he's serving us hot nerd energy. So I know Tyler from Seventh Heaven, like way back in the day. He was the kid Martin oh who played gosh. baseball on Seventh Heaven. <laughs> And every girl had a crush on him. But you may have seen him more recently in – he's on um, Supergirl on the CW. I think he plays Superman. I don't watch the show, but I just saw that in his IMDb. And, um, again, he was on in Palm Springs on Hulu. Now, Juliana, I know this messes with the integrity of those inky Mm -hmm. eyes that are mentioned. But contacts – are a thing and he could put in some dark contacts this is true and be totally fine i i think he's super handsome Mm -hmm. i think he literally could be a hot nerd like obviously he's really attractive but i think with glasses glasses like he sometimes wears yeah yeah i would totally take him seriously as like a prolific writer so yeah, and in the in the picture that you posted on here, he's got one of those like zip up hoodies. Yeah, which to me is like quintessential hot nerd outfit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> a t shirt and a zip up hoodie. Yeah, yes, please. Bingo. Yeah, God, he's so good looking. Okay, I'm in. I. You can tell my own personal biases by my two picks for this character. Um, but my first choice is Jack Quaid. Aww. It is oh, yeah. my. Belief. That Jack Quaid is the next Glenn Powell if we just give him a chance. Okay. I find him to be very convincing in plus one. Mm-hmm. To me, he's got that goofy side grin that I feel like I kept picturing while I was reading this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that lean, Juliana, that stuck out to me. And it just makes me think he must be tall and not be confident mm-hmm. in his tallness. Mm-hmm. And Jack Quaid is kind of this tall, gangly looking guy. Um, yeah. And he looks mm-hmm. like somebody you could be sitting next to in a creative writing class to me. Like I just, I was really trying to channel who looks like they've been um, schlepping their crap around campus and yeah. uh, like could, yeah. you know, have a pencil behind his ear. And I really feel like Jack Quaid could. I know he's maybe not as, gosh, as very handsome as your two selections. And I do remember that she was kind of in awe of him. Like everybody had a crush on him. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to say that Jack Quaid is the perfect, like, nerd, kind of yeah. blandly handsome vibe that I'm I'm yeah. most often mm-hmm. interested in. I can right. see it. Well, and to the leaning point, so when I was when I was casting this, I of course kept thinking of rom-com canon. So all those like 80s, 90s rom-com movies. And as I was coming up in my head, I almost had like an 80s version, a 90s versions, early 2000s, and and oh, then recent. That's interesting. So, so for for this character, when they kept talking about him leaning, I was like Bill Pullman. Yeah. In in <laughs> that's the only while you're sleeping. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 
Because he leans so much in that. And then someone else recommended uh, Mark Ruffalo. And oh. I was like, early 2000s, Mark Ruffalo would have been perfect yeah. for this. <gasps> oh, so, yeah. Mark Ruffalo is yes. too old now, but back then it would have been perfect. I love an early 2000s Mark. Oh, mm-hmm. So who was your alternate, Annie? Uh, my alternate was Adam Brody. Um, because, yes. so he is 40, but um, me, Jordan and I have a term that we use for people who look younger than they are, pseudoped. And so <laughs> Adam Brody is, by my definition, a pseudoped. I don't think he really looks sporty. Um, and he truly, I think we've seen him in a lot of different things, playing that kind of nerd goofball. Uh, he's mm-hmm. tall. I think he would attract millennial viewers because he's from Gilmore Girls. He's from the OC. And then he kind of has this, I, bo- I want both him and Jack Quaid because they both kind of have this great scruffy appearance because I just picture like in a lake house, multiple days, like you're going to get a little mm-hmm. scruffy. And I think yeah. Adam Brody is perfect um, and and like handsome enough to me that a Mae Whitman or, you know, somebody like Mae Whitman could kind of look at him and mm-hmm. be in awe, but also banter with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. What about yours, Courtney? Um, my alternate was Darren Barnett, who is Paxton Hall Yoshida <laughs> on Never Have I Ever. <laughs> what a great name. Paxton Hall Yoshida. Yeah, I love it. A great name and a better face. <laughs> he is so attractive. I think he would totally pull off like tortured writer that people kind of misunderstand. Um, and I just I want him to be in more grown up things mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's good looking. Yeah. Um, my alternate, I actually had a couple I was thinking of, but Max Mangella. I love him. From oh, Handmaid's yeah. Tale. He, so he's obviously a very serious character in The Handmaid's Tale and even in The Social Network that he was in several years ago. But I think he needs to be given a chance to be a rom-com lead, to maybe have mm-hmm. some of that witty banter, that more serious yeah. that emotional side. I could see it. And then... Um, I also thought about Penn Bagley and someone else messaged me about this on Instagram as well. But I just, after seeing him, he does, he's just so creepy creepy. in that. And I just, I don't think I can get past that, but Mm -mm. he's got the tortured writer thing down. We're not going to give him a chance. Yeah. And I thought, I thought he was supposed to be hunky. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is that not the case? Yeah, because Pin. Here's yeah. the truth about Pin. He's too thin. He's like a little scrawny guy. Yeah, he's a little scrawny guy. You put him in your pocket. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, now Annie has three different categories. She's got blindly handsome, <laughs> too handsome to look at, and he. You could put him in his pocket. Yeah, I just feel like I remember watching. Pin Badgley on you and looking at Jordan and going, this man, his head looks too big for his little body. Like it's just, yeah. I don't know, but I'm, I'm with you on Max. I like Max as a, as a yeah. Gus for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So the next character, I will read the description and then Annie will go first on this one. So um, Shaddy is best friends with January has been since college. So we don't know how, quite how old she is, but she's in her late twenties, early thirties as well. So she works in the kitchen of a fancy Chicago restaurant and she falls in love a lot. She offers her a lot of emotional support to January and talks about her love life and code throughout the book, which I love. I think it's very witty. She, she gives code names to all of um, her romantic interests and also January's romantic interests. And she's just a really fun side character. So who did you pick for that character? Annie? I picked 
Aisha D. She's um, on the bold type. And I love her yeah. on the bold type. Um, mm-hmm. She's funky. Also, in the bold type, she's an American and uses an American accent. But she, when I did some research, she's Australian. And I actually think it'd be really fun Ooh. for her to get to use her maybe Australian yeah. accent. Um, because I picture her being kind of this friend who they like met in college and they're really different. I don't know. I just really um, pictured them as having very different personalities. And um, I find her to be such a supportive great friend in the bold mm-hmm. type and so i would love to see her play this role yeah that's a good one i like that one what about you courtney i picked the same girl yeah, she's so good <laughs> i did i picked asia because of the same thing i said she was she plays like supportive friend really well yeah. and i think she also pulls off like that witty banter yeah. element as well like she on the bold type is very like quick witted and very creative. Like she's definitely kind of the, I would say like the artsy one of the group. And I feel like that is kind of the vibe I get from shoddy in the book, especially kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if this is right to say, but I think of sometimes people that work in fancy restaurants as being very like eclectic Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, just Mm -hmm. kind of unique. And so I feel like she could fill that role. Um, Mm. But since you already picked it, I'll just share my alternate person was Kat Graham from The Vampire Diaries. Oh, gosh, she's gorgeous. She's so beautiful. But Mm. she's also kind of like on The Vampire Diaries, she's very quirky. Like that's kind of her shtick. And so I feel like she could kind of lend that to this role as well, especially since we don't see a ton of her in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like snippets of their conversations and all of that for most of it, at least. Um, And so I could see her doing that well awesome oh okay those are both really good I love when we have the same person it's like <laughs> we we have this mind meld going on um so my first pick is Alia Shawcat oh she was my alternate um, oh really yeah, how fun <laughs> that's, that's yes. perfect um so she was on Arrested Development Search Party she was on the roller skating movie Whip It which I have not seen in a long time. I really like that movie though. Um, So she's also got that edgy quirky vibe that we get from the character in the book. Um, She's done some interesting things with her career. If you think about her being maybe an Arrested Development, that was kind of her breakout role. And she just, she was kind of weird in that, in that show as well, but she just kind of embraced that, I think, and took off with it. So I, I really like her. I think she, she'd do good being in some movies. She and Mae Whitman are friends in real life. Thanks to that show. Stay the oh. price. So I feel like they can oh, have a perfect, perfect reunion in Patreon. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I'll say my alternate and then um, everybody else already said there. So my alternate was Nassim Padrad from SNL. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. She was in Aladdin more recently and in New Girl. Um, She's a great supporting actress to me. She's a little bit older than these other characters, but she looks younger to me. What was was the term? Pseudo? Yes, pseudo. Is that what you said? (laughs) She could, she could be a pseudoped. You got to be careful You're with welcome. that, though, because yeah. that could go a lot of directions. I totally don't use that very often, but in the, our home, pseudoped is how we're like, oh, they're t-. like last night we were watching Palm Springs and Jordan was like, oh, Andy Samberg's a pseudoped because he's that guy is 42 he years is? old. What? Yeah. He looks really good for 42. Yeah. Goodness Dang. gracious. Um, so, yeah, she she was my alternate, but I, I think I really like where we landed on on our main yeah. ones. So. Fun. Okay. All right. Last character is Pete. And so Pete is the owner and operator of Pete's Coffee and Pete's Books. 
She is a larger-than-life personality. Her wife is a geology professor, and they have a book club called Red, White Russians, and Blue Book Club, <laughs> which is the best book club name. <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> and they, of course, they drink White Russians as their first drink when they get there. Um, so her physical descriptors are that she is a late, middle-aged woman. She's got a blonde crew cut and a gruff voice. All right. So my turn on this one, right? Yeah. Okay. So my first pick is not super well known as far as her name goes, but she's one of those that shows up in pretty much every single movie. And once you see her face, you'll know who I'm talking about. So her name is Cherry Jones. She's my pick too. I love her. Are you kidding? (laughs) I love her. I love her. Oh man, this is great. So to me, the most noticeable role that she was in was that she was Matt Damon's mom in Ocean's 12. Oh, I totally the forgot The scene where that. they, yeah, where they get in the van and you finally realize that that's who she is. And they start arguing about telling his dad that he's gotten in trouble. <laughs> I love it. So she's also in the new show Defending Jacob. She was in The Handmaid's Tale. She's She's got a lot of credits recently being supporting um, actress in several different roles. So she's, you know, shows up five or six episodes for all these different ones. She was also in 112263, which don't even get me started on that show. But um, my reasoning is that she's got that kind and motherly look, but also looks like um, she doesn't put up with nonsense. So I like that. Um, I really struggled with this character. This is probably my, my last favorite. Um, I wanted Kathy Bates. Like I was envisioning Kathy Bates the whole time, but I when I saw that the description was middle aged, I was like, "Oh, I guess she's supposed to be younger than I was envisioning." And I still didn't even really nail the concept of middle age, so my apologies. But um, my pick is Sharon Stone. Oh, you know, what? Oh. I'm gonna need you to go with she me. She needs this. a she let's, needs a new vibe like this, right? Yeah. Let's go on this journey together. She's only 62, which like could still be middle age adjacent. Yeah. yeah. But she's got that deep voice, cool aunt vibe. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. she already pulls off a very short cropped haircut very well. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's always been associated with these very like seductive roles and this could be something totally different and fun Mm -hmm. that would maybe help revive her career because like as a woman of a certain age in Hollywood you Mm -hmm. are going to be typecast and I think if she wants to continue acting which I don't know her heart but I'm assuming (laughs) she wants to make money I think that that is something she should consider so I feel like physically she could be a good fit for this role i think it'd be kind of fun to see her in something different i think it'd be fun yeah. and unexpected so i i like it yeah 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 okay I'm here for it um all right so i moved something up. cherry jones is to me the first like that's the kind of woman i immediately pictured when reading but mm-hmm. the, my other selection is jane lynch um from glee mm-hmm. yeah. and i feel like she has kind of that tough Midwestern vibe that I'm expecting or picturing when we're talking about Pete and her interactions in the store and her interactions Mm -hmm. in the book club. Um, And I, I don't know, I like, she's a little taller than maybe I've envisioned while reading the book, but I Mm -hmm. think she could play fun aunt. And the fact that she's tall, I feel like Gus is actually pretty tall. And so Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think she could be, I could picture her, kind of taking um, January under her wing, but in a tough love kind of way, which is my favorite kind of mm-hmm. way. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And I like that. 
Yeah, and her her and her wife have several Labradors mm-hmm. in the book, and I could see her just like being surrounded by all these dogs. Yes, when I looked <laughs> for Jane Lynch, yeah, there was a great picture of her with like dogs in her lap. So I think I think she fits. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. Um, oh, I think we did a great job with that. God, um, so maybe so I, what I don't understand is why is something like Beach Trade? Now I know we're like in a slump where nobody's making anything, but I feel like it is made for Netflix. Why haven't I heard that they've yeah. the rights? What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Now I do have kind of issue with the title itself and with the way that the cover presents yeah. it, because at no point. Are they ever in bathing suits? Spoiler alert, guys. This is not really set at the beach. Is that like Michigan, which I guess has like a beach do front they call type it thing? The beach? I'm from the South. I don't know. Yeah. Like, do they call it? As someone from Florida, I'm offended by that. <laughs> like, I'm, do they call it, do they call going to the lake, going to the beach? That's a true question. Like, I, I think know. that they might say like, Okay, so I'm. Um, we're going to. I think they would say we're going to the lake. This is our lake, yeah, house. lake house. But then when they're referring to like activities around the lake, they might say, "Well, do you want to go sit on the beach?" Like that makes sense. But it is not the beach as in a destination. No, it's more right. cozy. In fact, well, and I was going to say, but it's a paperback original because I was going to say, oh, when they redesigned the paperback cover, they could do like a. Mm-hmm. I very much more picture a, I don't know, a lake house vibe than I do. Yeah like a yeah. sitting down by the beach with your straw hat situation. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Which if it's if it's commentary on the types of books that January reads, yeah. like she or that she writes rather that she writes beach read books, yeah. then then I think that that's okay, but that's only 50% of the story. Well, so. and I was going to yeah. say I, it wound up being a lot. Like I loved the premise and I like I really liked this book. Um but one of the things that was kind of a bummer to me is and no spoilers, I'll be careful, but like you don't really get the books that they're working on. Like you really, right. I really wanted more about that. I think mm-hmm. I didn't really get it. Yeah. Like excerpts from the books. Yeah. Or just mm-hmm. more about it. Even when it, when they wrapped up what they were writing, I would have liked a little bit more mm-hmm. detail yeah. than I got. Um, and maybe that's mm-hmm. just because, because I'm a reader. Or, yeah. But I, I wanted a little No, I think it would have added something. Yeah. yeah. Especially since like, I guess the challenge there would be, and I don't know, I, I don't want to say anything unkind because I don't know if uh, Emily Henry's ever going <laughs> to listen to this, but I guess the challenge in that would be like, you build Gus up to be such a, such a big name in the literary mm-hmm. world that you would have to write really, really well yeah. to be whatever he is writing. You know what I mean? So maybe that that was like too much of an ask. Not yeah. that she's not talented, but just that, like, she would have had to basically write in three different voices. Yeah, and I didn't, yeah. like, again, yeah. going back to the length, like, I also didn't want, you know, 300 pages of Mm-mm. this. So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I think I just thought, oh, we're going to get to see his rom-com come to life. And we really didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Good point. All right. So as far as directors, did you have guys have any directors in mind that you'd like to cast this? The only one I have... and. Truthfully, I actually don't know how I feel about her as a director, but I just I want I want her to do a good job. Is Mindy Kaling? I mm. struggle so much with like I love her writing, and I loved Never Have I Ever, but Mindy Project took a turn. Um, yeah, and so I'm hesitant, but I and I I did not love Four Weddings and a Funeral, um, but I mm. I also I think this is the kind of project Mindy would sign on for. Um, mm-hmm. and so she was mm-hmm. who came to mind for me. Yeah. 
Um, well, the directors that I had in mind were um, Claire Scanlon. So she did set it up. She also was a writer on The Office and The Good Place and The Last Man on Earth. She's got so many TV writing credits of these good, like comedic, snarky, well-thought-out um, TV shows. So she's definitely at the top of my list. And then David O. Russell, I think he would take it in a very different direction. So he did Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, and Joy. Um, he's definitely got a thing for... Um, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, because almost all of his movies have her in it and maybe Bradley Cooper as well. But um, he would take it in a more serious direction, but even more snarky, I think. So um, they'd be two very different movies, but I'd be interested in both of them. Did you have any body of mine, Courtney? I did not. I'm not really adept at picking a director. So, um, I mean, those sound great, guys. (laughs) Thanks so much. Well done. Um, Okay. So then the last item that I suggested that we do was one of the scenes in the book is that January takes Gus line dancing at a local line dancing place. Um, And as some of you may know, myself and Annie and Courtney are, I will not say professional line (laughs) dancers, but no, we are often asked to call which mo- which dance move we're doing next. So mm-hmm. I Juliana think we, is asked. Bit- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're a group. They they call us the girls. They know that, that we're all together in this. Oh, Gosh. Um, I bet so, they miss us. I, miss I think they do. Oh. Um, so, anyways, I asked which line dance song or which country bop you guys would like to hear them dance to in the movie version. So I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Um, my top one is That's What I Like About You Aww. by Trisha Yearwood. That's good. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. What about y'all? My top one is That Don't Impress Me Much by Shania Twain. <laughs> Love it. I just think that kind of I feel like it summarizes like January's initial like feelings mm-hmm. towards like the mystique of Gus. Yeah. 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 Um okay. and that's one of our line dance songs. That's too. It that is. Yeah. I could teach it to them. I'm ready. Yeah. I loved this scene in the book partly because yeah, I really do miss like our line dancing classes. And I just thought it was a really fun anytime I find line dancing, like pop up in pop culture, like the bachelor, like Pete, Pete going to blind dance. I was like, no, he line dances. How fun. Um, but I picked Fishing in the Dark by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Um, because I just uh, thought it has like lake house, like coastal kind of vibes. And also it's a slight love song. We've never done a line dance to it, but I think it could easily be done a line dance to it. And I just could picture Mm -hmm. this playing over and becoming like a cheesy romantic montage with um, Mae Whitman. I just, I'm sold on her guys. I really want her for this role. So good. I like it. Yeah. So good. Fun. Well, I, I think this would be an excellent movie. I think we did a great job. Oh, yeah. Said, I would see anytime it. you cast on your Instagram or when we cast together, like in book club or in just conversations, I'm always like, man, where's the money? Like, can we just get this made? I feel like you did a great job. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I agree. So hit us up, director. Yeah. We got your back. Yeah, please do. Um, Juliana, are these going to be available to vote on your Instagram? Yes. So they will be available Saturday afternoon-ish. And so they will have three choices this time. Usually it's just between two. So um, extra addition on this one, we'll have three different versions and we'll also let you vote on the song as well. So 
All right, guys, thank you so much. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelftville. And the books we talked about on today's episode can be purchased online through our store website. That's www.bookshelfthomasville.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, I'm reading The Death of Vivek Ojai by a quick guy in easy. What are you guys reading? Um, I'm reading A Burning by Mega Majumdar. Mm, so good. I am reading The Air Affair by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan. Fun. Such eclectic choices. Good job, guys. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you liked what you heard on today's episode, tell us by leaving a review on iTunes, or if you're so inclined, support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly new release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and receive free shipping on all your online orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week.